Ready? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, everyone. How's it going, Julia? You know what? It's going good. How's it going, Ashley? <laughs> um, okay. I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm back to that part of the, vi- like, the pandemic where I'm, like, kind of figuring out what to do. Like, I've just been working and then kind of just watching TV and I go to my room and just read. And that's kind of, like, been my day for the past, like, week and a half. And I'm already sick of it. Wow. I like how we both were like, oh, I'm okay. But we said it in, like, the hesitant way where it's like, oh, they're not okay. <laughs> not more than th- it's a five second rule if you take more than five seconds to say oh i'm good you're not baby you're not and that's okay i feel that on a spiritual level i'm i've come full circle i'm gonna start doing pilates again i decided i want to get those um anyway i just want to get some toned arms so i've decided i'm just gonna bulk up alone doing internet pilates again in my bedroom that'll be good yeah i'm thinking about well, I'm actually going to get my piano tuned soon. I kind of want to get back into that. Oh, wow. um, and I think I'll probably... I'll the opera in here. I'm just going <laughs> to read romance novels and <laughs> play my piano. Um, and I'll probably, yeah, I hope... I would like to get back into yoga and start, like... I'm going to try at least walk on my treadmill, like, at least every other day, just to kind of get myself, like, walking and, like, active. Because, like, with the weather, it's been really bad. Did you see that Yoga with Adrian video where it's, like, yoga for when you feel dead inside? What? <laughs> yeah. Let me make sure that's the title. Oh, I can't imagine that's the title. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it is. That's definitely the title. I just typed in Yoga for, and it's, like, when you feel dead inside. Yeah, um, Yoga with Adrian. I think I've done – I looked at her. She does, like – um like 10 minute things I've done that like before bed and that helps me like wind down and also like uh I have a terrible back as you know and terrible I just have a terrible shoulder neck everything so it helps obsess I I like yoga but I hate doing it in the moment I I actually Mm -hmm. hate every single part of working out and um yeah I hate going there I hate doing it but like the way you feel afterwards is great yeah. But my ability to maturely, like, do tasks that are difficult and might not be immediate to zero, I'm, like, a 0 for 20 on that. Uh, we're going to try to do, like, a new, I guess, little segment, or at least just check in. Like, have you been reading or watching or listening to anything new? Or just what, you, what have you been up to? I'm so like, embarrassed. <laughs> this is probably going to be the most embarrassing episode as of yet, at least for me. So go ahead. Oh, my Shoot. God hasn't even started yet you guys this is about to be so embarrassing have we told them what today's episode is about or no. i guess they saw the title they pr- you probably saw the title but yeah i mean your mom and our um our friends that we first listened to this that's true <laughs> <laughs> i'm like uh, hey guys it's out you should listen <laughs> <laughs> um uh this is so embarrassing i started watching um like the shows that are like comfort shows, like comfort watches for me. Such as. I don't want to say it. Say it. I'm so embarrassed. No. What is? Was it Naruto? No. Oh my God, Ashley! Can't believe you think that lowly of me. 
I know you better. Sasuke. Not Sasuke. Sasuke lover. No. Zero zero nine. Take it out. Take it out. Leave it in. Leave it in. It's not true. God, what was I gonna say? What's the show? Or is it, why is it so embarrassing? My whole life is embarrassing. I've been rewatching um H2O. Actually, I have no shame about it. So I've been rewatching H2O. Um, it's really good. I think I'm starting to perfect my um H2O accents. Ricky, Emma, Claire. Aren't they Australian? That was awful. They're all Australian. Did I say Australian? No, I just remember from when the show was on. During Ricky. my mermaid phase. It's like Ricky, Emma. Clear. It's like they don't say Cleo. They're like clear. 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 It's like Hiller, but clear. And um, so that's like what I've been doing. I I think like it's just add water or friendship is mag. Wait, what's friendship is mag? Friendship is mag is, is my little pony. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that that lives in my subconscious. I live inside you forever now. (laughs) About brony culture from like 2011 and just being in high school. That was a that was a time. Does anybody else know these kids in school who are like, I'm not into bronies? That would be weird. But they just knew everything about bronies. Yeah, that's like you with the insane clown posse. Ah, I know so much about the Juggalo people. They're backed by the ACLU. Which is really cool. Good for them. Good, Good for the for ACLU. <laughs> on the right side of history. Are you okay? Is that? Do you want to mention another thing, or is that? Well, oh, uh, I should probably mention something that makes me seem smart. Well, I have been reading a book, but like at a snail's pace. I've been reading at the Existentialist Cafe by Sarah Bakewell. I've been reading it for probably like a month, and. It is about existentialism, but you know how, like, academic writing is bad? Like, they overcomplicate it, and they yeah. make it, like, completely inaccessible. It's, like, shitty poetry. Um, it's terrible. Sometimes overcomplicating your academic writing isn't enlightened. It's just bad writing. And somebody needs to say that to Heidegger and um, Hegel. And, you know, just everyone. Um, but it basically goes through all the existentialist philosophers. And, yeah, she, like, breaks down their idea, like, I guess their theories and ideologies. I guess not ideologies because that would be existentialism. But, like, all their theories and books and, like, really um, simple and easy to understand manners. Um, while also telling you the tea of these um, 20th century philosophers and, like, how they all, like, dated each other and stuff. So it's a perfect setting for me. It's like Heidegger believed da 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 da, which is different than his predecessor and mentor Heigl, who had a father son relationship with blah da 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 da. But then he dated Hannah Arendt, who was Jewish. She was a Jewish philosopher from Germany. But guess what? Heidegger and her were like in love, right? And Heidegger was a freaking Nazi and she was Jewish. And she kept a picture of him like on her desk forever. This is the tea. <laughs> you're tea. missing out on the tea is boiling hot i can't believe that happened also sartre and beauvoir wow i mean they that was a story for the masses they i don't know i just I, can someone else read this book so we can just gossip about 20th century philosophers about drama from people who were middle-aged 100 years ago not even hey it was only like what 60 years ago 70 years ago it's not even that it's not even that long it's still pretty the tea is fresh in my eyes <laughs> and i'm ready to talk about it 
somebody call me. My number is okay. 100- well, one eight hundred steamers. Anywho, so I've been recently. I started Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, oh. haven't watched. I've never watched it for as long as it's been out. I can definitely say it's a, a lot better than Riverdale. How dare you? <laughs> Shut up. How dare you? My OTP is Jughead and Archie. Jarchie. I'm kidding. It's not. My OTP. Actually, I've never. I don't think I've ever really watched Riverdale. I just seen the I'm a Weirdo bit like 20 times. Oh, I thought ago. you watched at least. Well, I only watched the first season of Riverdale. Well, I got up to the like midway through the second season. And then I just. Well, I originally just stopped because I was getting too busy in school, but then I was just hearing all the shit that was happening in it, and I was just like, you know what? I'm good. You put some... Okay. So, but, and then I think that's why I was kind of hesitant with Sabrina, but then, because it's like the same universe, I guess. What? So Sabrina and Archie are happening in the same time? Yeah, so in the original comics, Sabrina is in... Archie comics. So Sabrina exists within the South Side Serpents and all that bullshit, but it's just dealing with witch stuff and demons and the devil. <laughs> um, but I honestly, hate this. And it was supposed to be on CW, but it was too dark, so they put it on Netflix. And I can definitely see why they put it on Netflix. Like one woman just, the last episode I watched just like slashed her throat for a sacrifice to the devil. Hell yeah, good for her. I was just like, Jesus, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, this couldn't be on TV. So they were like, we're gonna put it on Netflix. Somebody is out there already writing like Dark Betty, Sabrina Shipfic. Honestly, good for them. <laughs> good for them. I The only thing I'm, I'm also kind of like just pissed at Archie, well, not Archie, like Riverdale, because Jughead in the comics, like, recently came out as asexual, and I wish they explored that in Riverdale. Even just, even if they did, I don't know, but I wish they did. What do you mean? Because he immediately gets into, uh, I guess, spoilers for Riverdale, uh, he immediately gets into, like, a sexual relationship with Betty six episodes into the first season. No, no, no. I like because in like the original comics, he really doesn't have any in- any interest in women or men. He just likes to eat burgers and like be a chill dude. But then he's just getting super edgy and I don't know. I just Isn't wish that they... what asexuality is all about. Yes. <laughs> well, I wish um, if he did pursue a relationship with Betty, that actually would have been like really cool to like how asexuals um, navigate relationships with people who do like sexual relations. I don't know. I thought it was a missed opportunity. That's what I'm saying. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Julia, what did you do? I, I may or may not have. Um, <laughs> doesn't matter now. I lost a screw in my microphone and I just missed all of it. Stop so messing with your equipment. That's all I want to do is mess around with my equipment. Um, that's Your equipment's not fidget toy. Toys. Just... <sighs> Somebody rebalance the budget so I can get a fidget spinner. We have no budget. Our budget comes from (laughs) our pockets. (laughs) We just have free labor. We have an unpaid intern. (laughs) Our resources are limitless. 
Okay, new intern assignment, E. E, is E our unpaid intern, or is E like our boss, and we're the unpaid interns? I don't know. I think I think or are you the boss? I'm not the boss. I just kind of we are the unpaid interns because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what's going on. I just someone has to keep this ship running. Yeah, if you weren't here, I'd be doing nothing. <laughs> I'd probably just be staring at the wall, watching the paint dry. Like hmm. that's really true. I am the Georgia. You are the Karen. Yeah. What do you mean? Because I think I remember Karen talking about, like, Georgia. She's like, Georgia kind of, like, does a lot, and I kind of just show up. That's how I feel every day of the week. I'm like, hey, Ash, and you're like, I planned it. I'm like, hey, yeah. Okay, that's good. Thank you for the update. <laughs> I'll show up with some mediocre jokes and um, hope that my personality is contribution enough. Anyway, so, yeah, I so, basically yeah. said, yeah, before. Before the, your audio cut off, I basically said I would. It would have been. It just would have been cool to explore an asexual relationship with someone in a show. Yeah, they missed an opportunity there. Yeah, and it's a very missed opportunity. Should we get into our segment? Yeah, I'm more nervous because you're gonna make fun of me. I don't care what other people think. It's what you're gonna think of me. What? I'm so sleepy. You're dealing with a really watered down. Oh, thank God. Today. <laughs> I can't um, keep up. You girls. So w- today we're going to talk about, since this is going to come out after the election, um, we wanted to keep things light and fresh. Fresh? <laughs> fresh you fresh as my away. dead heart, my dead soul. I don't think our topic is fresh as much as, um, but, you know, you want a little nostalgia, you yeah. want a little cringe, you want a little hate scroll. Welcome to the, welcome to the party, everyone. Um, so we're going to talk about shipping and OTPs. Um, I actually have some definitions I oh, looked please. up. Educate so, me. according to dictionary.com, shipping is the act or practice of discussing, writing about, or hoping for a romantic relationship between fictional characters, as in fan fiction, or between famous people, whether or not the romance actually exists in the book, show, etc. Or in real life. Now an OTP, according to Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, um, it's an abbreviation meaning one true pairing, uh, one true pair or pairing. So that's what the official terms mean. Shipping, I don't, I don't know when like the actual terms came out, but it's something that people have done for a long time. I mean, Go back to William Shakespeare. People were like, oh my gosh, gotta love that Romeo and Juliet. We gotta go see the play. I know how it ends. <laughs> three times. There's nothing else to do in this town, but so good. Everyone was like, oh, my OTP is Socrates and Persinicus. I just want them to be together forever. OTP, I ship them so hard. Imagine Socrates and Persinicus in the atrium or the forum. The atrium. <laughs> the atrium. They're in a col- is this a college alternate universe? <laughs> well, atrium is a um is a Roman word. Is Latin? It's Latin. Uh, forum is also Roman. Yeah. So, Julia and I are gonna talk about some ships that we either we shipped in the past, or they were just really popular, or maybe they were a little cringy. And yeah. So, Julia, did you want to go first, or did you want me to start? 
I can go first, and then you can go, and then I can go, and then okay. you can go. Go. F- All right. What's your first one? My first one. Okay, we're gonna start out. We're gonna start out big tent, big umbrella. Everyone's gonna know it, and then we'll get more cringy and niche as time goes on. My first one is a Twilight ship. Okay. I loved Twilight when I was, you know, young, pre-tween or whatever, tween. I was a tween. Like teen? in between a teen and a preteen or tween or something. Do you remember that? Tweens? I remember. Yeah, I heard. I think it's just tween or preteen. Well, tw- I was a tween and I loved Twilight. My ship was, and I hate to admit this, I had no taste then. It was Bella and Edward. <laughs> so you were team oh. Edward in the sense you wanted Edward with, yeah, Edward for Bella. I wanted Edward for Bella, not for myself. Honestly, same. Um, for myself, I really like Jacob, which is probably why I didn't ship them together. Yeah, honest, that's uh, me too. I was just like, Jacob's for me. No, Jacob is also toxic. Plot yeah. twist, terrible choices. Now, now, present day, my ship is, um, and, and a platonic ship, is that a thing? Can that be a? Yeah. My platonic ship is Billy Black and Charlie Swan. I, I would love the book series if it was just Charlie and Billy broing out. Broing out. Just hanging out like, hey, you want to go fishing, Charlie? And he was like, yeah, Billy. And then they just went. They How went awesome. like, yeah, like they're just two dads. Uh, worrying about the kids. I, I really would love that for them. And that's, that's the series. And that's all I want to see. I don't know what that says about my psyche. I feel like Charlie Swan was the best character. Charlie Swan and Jessica. Oh my god, Jessica. Jessica, she's, I think she acts as, like, the audience, in a way. Charlie, too. They're just kind of, like, openly questioning everything that's going on. Like, um, I just rewatched <laughs> on TV, like, I caught the first part of Breaking Dawn, like, the wedding, and she, <laughs> Jessica goes, so, how far along do you think she is? <laughs> the other friend goes, like, Jessica, she's not pregnant. She's like, oh, yeah, she is. Why would, you, why would anyone get married at 18? I'm like, yeah. That's right, Jessica. <laughs> I feel like that was also the um, age when movies started trying to be, like, quote-unquote self-aware. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where they openly criticize themselves. Like, Enchanted, I feel like, is from that time. Mm-hmm. Dawn Part 2, or Part 1. Um, the, the Jelly Baby in Part 2 or whatever. The baby that they had to cover in jelly for the, um, like, Bella birth scene. It's just oh, a baby God. in jelly. Uh, I feel like later, but with the same energy, is Beauty and the Beast like the live yeah, action and you know who i yeah yeah, yeah with emma um, watson and you know who i think really started it all shrek yeah definitely like i shrek like started it. the first scene of shrek is like the classic storybook mm-hmm. like parroting the old disney films where they would start with a storybook and that's how the movie would begin and then he kind of like rips the pages he's like haha yeah like that's never gonna happen and it goes somebody <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the movie starts it's like a pop song and she that's like you're throwing the audience like oh this isn't like your normal average fairy tale even though it does end up following the tropes at the end mm. but it's it's more like based on like what's on the inside like an yeah. onion everyone has layers, layers. wait isn't um so fun fact about shrek it's by um katzenberg right no right didn't katzenberg do shrek you're uh, supposed to know this information he was in he was involved with dreamworks at the time hold on Shrek, he might have, he either directed it or produced it. 
I think I also know that Jeffrey Katzenberg and Robin Williams did not get along. I think Katzenberg was also in charge of Quibi. All right. Yeah, um, he became well known for his tenure as chairman of Walt Disney from 1984 to 1994. And they had like a bestie split, right? Yeah, so basically he split okay. from Disney. I know this story. I know he... everything about this off the top of my head. Here's the tea. <laughs> I know none of the story off the top of my head. All I know is that he was working at Disney and there was a messy split film details. I'm just reading up in Wikipedia article. Hold on. Walt <laughs> Disney. That and then he went on to form um, DreamWorks. DreamWorks, yeah. SKG, Spielberg, Katzenberg, and Ginsburg or something. He's he, Katzenberg produced the movie. Yeah, okay, so he produces Shrek to be like, F you, Disney. Um, and it's everything that every Disney tale isn't. I'm going to see how many buttons I can push for Ashley in <laughs> the next 20 minutes. And so I'm there. I love Shrek. Oh, I just meant like annoying you as a Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's ours. Every just. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone's so... gonna be like they. I hate each other. Oh, we do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Gosh, um, I hate her. Oh my god! Could you imagine if we did hate each other? Are we gonna have a fallout like? Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. No. We're going to be more like Lennon and McCartney. Okay. I can do it. <laughs> this is, this is our One Beatles. of us gets shot? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, this is our uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. Anyway, any, we got way off rail. Uh, <laughs> anything else about Twilight? <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Um, um, what I like about Twilight. I'm going to interject here. What I like about Twilight, well, what I find interesting, I guess, about Twilight is I'm more interested in the side pairings, like Alice and Jasper, Emmett and Rosalie, more than, like, the main Edward and Bella. Like, all the, they all have super interesting backstories. I'm like, you know, any of these people would have made a better film. I don't know about that, because I, well, actually, maybe I do know about that, because Rosalie and Emmett would have had an interesting, I don't know. Or just Here's Rosalie in general, because I, that those like ten minutes she had an eclipse, and I'm like, yes. What is this? Did you read Midnight Sun, or was I the only one who read Midnight Sun? I did not read Midnight Sun. I did read the like whole like anthology of like the characters. Well, listen, I read Midnight Sun recently, and Stephanie Meyer, my business queen, um, has basically just rewritten the same book probably like three times, because there's Midnight Sun. Um, Twilight, and then what's the other one? It's just, yeah, I know it's... The gender-flipped one. Yeah, the gender-flipped one. What oh. is that? Life and Death. Life and Death, well, Twilight Reimagined. Wow, I mean, I just gotta say, it's it's basically Twilight with Edward's um, inner monologue, which, oh my god, I hate him. And I feel like a more interesting angle to take for that book would have been, yeah, okay, maybe it's some of the original... Um, content like reimagined through Edward's eyes but Edward we have to remember is just a shell of a person who's spies on Bella the whole time I kind of wanted them to go a little bit more into like what Alice and Jasper were up to and like I feel like Jasper just has a lot of explaining to do as like (laughs) um, an old confederate soldier so um, I feel like that could have you know needed a couple pages and you know could have been a couple pages or even it could have been like Edward 
even just thinking about what happened with Jasper after like they moved in. I guess I think they what they meet up with the Cullens in like the sixties or something. Jasper was on the wrong side of the civil rights era. Yeah, and like <laughs> that was the civil rights. I just want to be like, I just want to know because they get close. They're all like super. Like the boys are super close. They're like real brothers. Oh my god! Imagine they're like closer than the Naked Brothers band. They're like close. Okay, <laughs> that it's the Jonas Brothers, but vampires. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Think about that. Writing that would be so interesting. I'm gonna write about a vampire who was a Confederate soldier living now. Okay, maybe it wouldn't be that interesting. But now living in the civil rights era. That, I that think could be interesting. interesting. That could it would if if it's not interesting. If you're listening to this like disgusting. It's more interesting than just listening to Edward Cullen talk about how he wants to murder all the teenagers in his bio class, okay? Like, like <laughs> him doing, like, a complete 180. Or even, like, at, like reading about Alice. Alice was in a mental asylum before she turns into a vampire. Like, Let's chat. I want to see the Alice version of Ratchet. You know that chat Paulson? Of one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. Which I guess Nurse Ratchet is based on. Like, that's the prequel, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anyway. Twilight, full of interesting pairings. Who is your OTP in Twilight? Ooh, I really liked Garrett and Kate. Like, they're the last. Remember? Okay, so you watched Breaking Dawn Part 2 recently. Do you remember the Revolutionary War vampire? The really hot one? More detail. Was he the was he the Avatar vampire? No, but I do love him. Hold on, Ugh. hold on. I'll just hold on. I'll just, I'll save this. Was he Remy Malik? Oh wait, no. Wait, was Remy Malik the Avatar vampire? I think that's what happened. Yes, it's this. These mother. Oh, they were in love. Oh, with the cousins from Alaska. Yeah. So, because they were just like they were forming like a new relationship in the last movie, and I was more interested. Like, watch. Also, they had better. I feel like they had better chemistry. Oh, wait. We all know who the worst pairing in this comes from Twilight. Twilight was one, was a series full, full of, like, highs and lows for the OTP and fandom days. Do you want to say it together? Yeah. One, two, yeah. Renna, Esmey, and, and Jacob. Jacob. Why? Why? Ew. What, what was Even, like, back then, I knew that was gross. <laughs> Nobody was like, oh, yeah, good for them. Woo! everyone was like oh everyone's like wait what (laughs) why (laughs) it's like she was like we cannot have any odds or ends at the end of this movie and she's like i'll put him with the baby like she could have put him with um that girl leah he could have put him with leah like he could have gone he could have just run off into the woods and been single yeah he could have been just or he could have been gay or bye. Oh, Stephanie Meyer's a Mormon. She was not about to she write that not, girl. She's not going to do that. Mm-mm. Or they could have just been, like, brought, like, another vampire. Or, like, when they were bringing up those other vampires, it could have been one of them. A little interspecies connection. Aww. Besides Renesmee and Jacob. Yeah, there were a lot of options. And I wonder how many possible endings she went through before she got to Renesmee and Jacob. Like, was it just the first thing that came to her mind? She's like, oh, she'll fall in love with the baby. Also, the name Renesmee is very of the era. Just taking two names and jamming them together. I like her middle name better. Her middle name is actually, like, normal. What's her middle name again? It's Carly. It's a combination of Carlisle and Charlie. Carly. Do you remember when, like, uh, Joan Rivers would, like, ship somebody and she'd be like, oh, it's blanketing. 
Like, she would do that with the names. Like, Brangelina. Yeah. I mean, that was, she like, She named a- the baby Brangelina. That's the Brang... Okay, Renesme is the Brangelina of Twilight. Like, that's what that name is equivalent that was to. Also, yeah, that was just a popular thing. Even, like, in fandoms, like, people would do... Oh, they still do it. They still do it. I don't see it as much anymore, but definitely back in, like, the mid... Like, early 2010s, people would find a way to... Or give them, like, cute nicknames. Stuff like that. I can't believe I'm going to out myself like this. Okay, so this was... If it's my- embarrassing, I don't know you. It is. Uh, <laughs> so this was my first ever OTP as a child. And I was debating for the longest time if I should even bring this up, but I was just like, I don't know who else I'm going to talk about with such passion. It's Sonic, it's Sonic the Hedgehog and Amy Rose. I just dabbed. All right, you ready to hear about this? <laughs> I spelled hedgehog wrong. Hold on, I gotta fix that. Hedgehog. Okay. My sources came from Sonic Wikia, and there was also this person who made this uh, Sonic Story Maker 2. I don't know. She made a whole goddamn timeline of like moments in Sonic games and like before this couple. This is one of the first pairings I liked as a child. And also, it's one of the first, like, video game pairings ever. So I think it's also prominent in that. So, Mm. Sonic the Hedgehog was released for the Sega Genesis on June 23rd, 1991. The original characters were only him and his nemesis, Dr. Robotnik. Now, I'm sorry, I'm, like, reading a script and I'm just realizing all the mistakes I've made. Okay. Just let it sit. (laughs) It's gonna, like, are we gonna go back to the I'm gonna grade Um, this and I'm, like, sloppy work. Now known as, uh, the characters were only him and and his nemesis, Dr. Robotnik, now um, today known as Dr. Eggman. The next few games would introduce his friends Tails and Knuckles, but Sonic CD um, would introduce his love interest, Amy Rose, in 1993. She was intended to be the mini to Sonic's Mickey, but they decided to go like more on the one side of route. So basically they meet in Sonic CD as she is rescued by Sonic after she was kidnapped by a robot called Metal Sonic. She instantly falls in love with him and decides to stick around. Basically, for the rest of the 90s, she is mainly just like the girl character you can occasionally play um, as until Sonic Adventure, where all the characters get their more distinctive personalities. Like Tails is the brains of the group. Knuckles kind of just likes to punch things, but also is a guardian of like a master emerald that powers an island. I don't know. It's very weird. (laughs) And Sonic's just like the, hey guys, I'm the cool, I run really fast type <laughs> character. And then Amy is like, yeah. So basically as the 3Ds started in the early 2000s, first with Sonic Adventure, Amy was kind of portrayed more as like an obsessive fangirl almost who would constantly follow Sonic around and would occasionally get kidnapped by Eggman. Sonic would then save her and run away into the wind. And then that was kind of the first few games for a little bit with considering Amy's plot. Why is that always how I feel like, I mean, and I think you still see that trope now, but mm-hmm. I feel like especially in the 90s and the early 2000s, like, that was the main girl character. Like, it was- I mean, even look at Mario. Like, the Mario games today, a lot of them are just, like, the objective is to go save Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. The only games where Peach fights, really, is, like, the Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, even then, it's, we all know Daisy's really the one, you know. 
Oh yeah, Daisy, she's got it. She's, but like, what were you gonna say? She's the top tier. Yeah. Anyway, however, as the games went, <laughs> I don't know what to add to that. I was just like, I'm gonna just continue. <laughs> however, as games and the anime Sonic X was released from 2003 to 2005, Sonic seemed to warm up to the girl, and Amy matured. Um, depending on the game. So basically what I'm saying is there are some games that she's completely chill and then there's still some games where she has a really big crush on Sonic. It's a little too like pushy with it. It's just kind of like Sega, pick a side also, but not that side. Pick the side where she's just chill and like does things. But then how will every man insert himself into the Sonic character happily? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like that's part of the reason why video games are so misogynistic. It's like... Mm -hmm because it has to uh i don't know i'm about to have like a very half-baked anita sarkeesian moment that's like not even close to anita sarkeesian i'm gonna be dollar tree anita sarkeesian for like a second but like i feel like that i don't know maybe that's part of why women are portrayed that way in video games or girl characters are portrayed that way is because it's like a part of a fantasy yeah it's a um i was like oh it's definitely like the early gaming because I think because men played games more the perceived they're the perceived audience until like recently there's more games for women and even, but even today like there's still like a lot of stigma between um against like gamer girls yeah are you are you really are you really into Sonic I was gonna say name one game I have like four of them that I, I will not that, sell I played that one Sonic game where it was racing but Super it wasn't. It was a Sonic R or is it Super Sonic Racing? The one where they all had cars instead of running. Was it an old game or like a newer? Was I think I played it? it on the Wii. Okay, then that was Super Sonic Racing. There's a yeah. really old game called Sonic R. Oh my god, it's fucking <sighs> terrible. And like half of them are running and half of them are in cars. It looks bad. But like the theme song is just it goes like super sonic racing i don't know the rest of the words but it's very upbeat and it's just but the game is trash like a lot of sonic games and i say that as a sonic fan <laughs> anyhow can, can we make like a ep that's gonna come out soon of me <laughs> covering sonic songs <laughs> yeah no it's just all the bad singing we do on the show oh, yeah um, I would say Sonic X really amped up the fan base for this pair, the anime that came with the games. Um, and that's personally how I discovered this couple. So picture this, all right? It's 2008. YouTube is full of AMVs, mainly to Every Time We Touch, Girlfriend oh. by Avril Lavigne, and Barbie Girl. I was just browsing through YouTube, an innocent 12-year-old where I see a Barbie girl AMV with this pairing. I don't know why, but I clicked on it. I just, maybe my mind was just like, you know, it's time to, I don't know if I want to call myself out from this. Do it. You know, I think it's time to outgrow Alvin and the Chipmunks. These look good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I want to associate with you. I'm kidding. Oh my god, is your you literally just went from chipmunks to hedgehogs. You're just finding small rodents. Anyway, I just thought they were really cute and then I basically did a deep dive of Sonic X and then just basically the Sonic games in general. So 
because of San Amy, which is like their ship name. Because that was really big. And I guess it still is, but it looks like Sonami. That's how I used to say it. And then someone I watched, I don't know, they said Sonami, and I was like, oh. Sonami? Sonami? I was like, oh. <laughs> you just said Sonami. Oh, God. Uh, see, that's why I think that's why you have to say Sonami. <laughs> they uh, should have anyway. made it Amy San or something, or Amyak. Amyak. This sounds like anemic. They have gross names. <laughs> basically because of this couple I'm pretty much the nerd I am today like I discovered DeviantArt and fanfiction and like all those different different fandoms like that's basically how it kind of like became me was because of Sonic (laughs) not like in that I told y'all she was going to make fun of me. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. That's, that's like a... Um, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, seriously, like, if it wasn't for that series, like, I wouldn't... I don't know, I could have been a normie. I could have just talked... We wouldn't have this podcast. <laughs> what was the next natural progression other than... Other than Sonic, um, like, then I went on to anime. Very much. Okay, but you're, you're, what was the other diverging path? Like Robert Frost, you know, there's a road that diverges into two. You know, what is the other path? Like you were, you were already on a slippery slope. You're like, I like anime <laughs> chipmunks. <laughs> like there's not a lot of rodent themed. Oh, but in the chipmunks is your gateway drug into Sonic the Hedgehog. That's the real, that's the real tea. Keep your kids away from Elvin and the chipmunks. This is all, I love you so much. You know that, right? Are you done? <laughs> I'm done. Like I said before, as the games continued on, Amy continued to mature, and Sonic has shown signs of that he might have a crush on her too. For example, in the video game Sonic and the Black Knight, um, they were actually supposed to go on a date before he is swept away to the world of Camelot. Don't ask, it was a stupid game. Anywho, in Sonic Chronicles, <laughs> the player can have Sonic admit to Amy that he cares for her. In the recent TV show, Sonic Boom, there are numerous hints that both Sonic and Amy like each other. There's actually an article in a March 2005 issue of Disney Adventures um, in the section titled, The Top 10 Gaming Mysteries of All Time. So one of the top 10 gaming mysteries is does one hedgehog like another hedgehog? What? Because people were like, does Sonic have a crush on Amy? That was but one they of the couldn't questions. say hedgehog? I mean, they couldn't say Sonic and Amy because of um, Disney didn't own them? No, they could. Like, I guess they were talking to, like, different gaming industries. It was just, like, an article. Hmm. Um, Team Sonic wrote back saying Sonic is clearly interested in her. Sonic has just always been too shy to declare his feelings. Aww. So he is also, he's also a character that represents like the wind and freedom and just kind of being like a teen, basically. So he probably doesn't want to be tied down in a relationship. And also there are numerous fan fiction and like people also had canoning that he doesn't want to put her in danger because in a lot of the earlier games she gets kidnapped by Eggman or Metal Sonic or just any villain of the game a lot beforehand. Um, I don't want to re- reveal my next one. Okay. 
That was my first ship ever before I even knew what shipping was. Um, I followed this couple since I was 12, and occasionally I, like, still, like, watch a comic dub of fan comics, because when I'm feeling down, it cheers me up, and it brings me back to a simpler time. I will go down with this ship, even though Julia (laughs) laughed at me for five minutes. (laughs) I, oh my god, that was exactly what I needed. Do you feel better? I feel so much better. I was in such a low place (laughs) before that. Well, I guess I'm glad you can laugh at my misery. (laughs) All right, smart ass, what's your next pair? When will you learn? When will you learn? Your actions have consequences. That was like peeling off a slow band-aid. Now everyone (laughs) is going to think this they're, gonna, they're not gonna take I'm not gonna be taken seriously because she's gonna be like her first fandom was f***ing Alvin and the Chipmunks. Ashley have you been here for the previous three episodes we just recorded or four I don't know what even episode we're on anymore I I wrote away my dignity years ago years and years ago I let go of that bad boy I think the minute I picked up you know, when I started watching Naruto, that's really when it was starting. And I think actually Inuyasha, when I was like a kid and I saw that on Toonami, that was really the start of the end. It was the beginning of the end. I blame four kids. <laughs> I blame <clears throat> that channel. That's where Sonic oh. X and you, like, that's where that show was on. Yu-Gi-Oh. And then Yu-Gi-Oh was on it. Inuyasha, maybe. Pokemon, I think, was on it for a little bit. All those early animes that were built for kids. Oh my god, Yu-Gi-Oh! really was the beginning of the end. I don't think I would have watched Toonami if I wouldn't have been watching Yu-Gi-Oh! for a really long time. Oh my gosh, my OTP, speaking of Yu-Gi-Oh! is um, My Valentine and Joey Wheeler. Joey! Oh, I thought you were going to say Yami Yug. Yami Yug. My OTP Self. is Yugi and Yami Yugi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Yami Yugi. <laughs> it's Yami Yugi and Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> all right what the Brennan-y. i'm sorry okay i loved Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid that says a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh made me who i am i've I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh that much Yu-Gi-Oh. i watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh and i, I feel the game. like this episode has gone off the rails anyway i think the other part of that is ashley has like a script <laughs> i have a napkin with some scrolling <laughs> i found that one of my old um like OTPs was um Flame Princess and Finn from Adventure Time. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, or my other one was um Fiona from that one episode with Marceline as a boy. What was his name? Marshall. Marshall. Fiona and Marshall. Or but we all know the true OTP of that whole series is Willow Smith and Marceline. Because you know Willow Smith wrote that song about Marceline the Yes, I was just like, wait a minute. <laughs> That's another Willow Smith song. Wait a minute. Oh, God damn. I think I that is a good song. Dimension. That was awful. Willow Smith was like, her aura has been disturbed. She's like doing yoga right now. And I was like, who just disrespected me? <laughs> yeah. It was me. I'm so sorry, Queen. Um, <clears throat> so that's my, that's my true um, Adventure Time OTP. That's like who I was shipping in high school. Flame Princess and Finn. And I think I liked it because... I think I, myself, in certain character, much like every emotionally repressed boy projects onto Sonic the Hedgehog and, like, Albert Camus, I projected onto Flame Princess as a girl who was, like, overly aggressive. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't, like, mean to people. I was just snippy. I had biting sarcasm. I don't know. You've been pretty mean to me tonight. 
I'm always nice. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, I'm always mean to you. I'm always mean to you, Ash. I feel like it's the other way around. Ashley's mean to me all the time. Yes. I am nice. Yes, you are. Name a time you've been nice to me. Go. When I've left you notes on your table in college to have a good day. And you would And you would do the same. <laughs> I don't remember that. Um, did that happen? I don't think it happened. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, you did leave notes. I remember that. You have told me multiple times of how I've been a great influence on your life. Untrue. Untrue. Oh, that's not true. Ashley. Yeah. If we hate each other, it makes better content. <laughs> <laughs> we got to be frenemies. That's what the people want. Okay. Fine. I hate you. I hate you too. Everyone hates us. The people bit. who hate it's a bit. The people who hate ASMR are like, God, this podcast sucks. Is that it? Is that all you want to talk about? Um, I don't know if there's much more to say about my feelings about flame this. So my last pairing. <laughs> um, so the last pairing, I think it's it's very interesting because this it's not even it's more than actually it's like a set of pairings it's very fandom based i'll explain it's very interesting to me like how this became very popular and to this day so i'm going to talk about the powerpuff girls how people ship the powerpuff girls with the rowdy rough boys So yeah, what I said, what is interesting about the Powerpuff Girls fandoms, one, is still running today. <laughs> like, it's still pretty big. And it's purely built on fandom with these ships. Since the original show, they are kids, like, when the show aired. So the Powerpuff Girls was a show on Cartoon Network that ran from 1998 to 2005. There's a cur- there's a, there is a reboot currently on air, but we don't talk about it because it sucks. It's about three superhero girls, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, who have dedicated their lives to fighting crime and the forces of evil. Bum, bum, and they all have to do it before bedtime. Now, their evil male counterparts, the Rowdy Rough Boys, debuted in their self-titled episode in 1999. They consisted of Brick, Boomer, and Butch. They were... So the Powerpuff Girls are made by Sugar, sugar Spice and Everything Nice. The boys are um, Snips, Snails, and Puppy Dog Tails. Snips. They were just as powerful. Snips? Um, it, so Mojo Jojo created them in a prison um, toilet. So he just like snipped some of like some of his hair. So the Snips is like some of Mojo's fur. Oof. Yeah, uh, they're basically um, prison wine. Anywho. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they, they were just as powerful as the girls and were only defeated by the girls kissing them on the cheek and they explode. They did make you a comeback. <laughs> dismantle the ma- the what the master's house with the master's tools. Pretty much. I'm very Audra Lord of them. I'm proud. Here's my take that out. The academic reference was awful. <laughs> okay. They did make a uh, the boys did make a comeback in two thousand and three. Um did due to popular demand um, in their episode called The Boys Are Back in Town. They are not destroyed at the end this time and appear in five more episodes before the show ends. They're just, yeah, they're very, um, basically they look, they kind of look like the girls, but they have different like color schemes. Like the girls' color schemes is light pink, light blue, and light green. Um, the boys is red, dark blue, dark green. 
they have very they have a lot of similar similarities and differences and yada 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 so beyond that despite them being opposites many fans during the show's airing wrote letters to craig mccracken the creator of the show telling him that they would love to see an um, episode where um, the boys and the girls get paired up as couples even though they were kids <laughs> it might have been possible in the clip um the city of clipsville in which the in which they and the Powerpuff Girls were teenagers and fall in love in response to them and confirmed it. Um, so basically, there was an episode of the Powerpuff Girls where they just kind of like they like are cleaning they wrote out their, their own fanfic. Pretty much, they like clean out their closet and then there's like a and they're I think like Buttercup picks up like a brush or something like Hey girls, remember when we got turned into teenagers? Even though a lot of these clips are just like episodes that never happened or they never made, I guess maybe they were just ideas or something. So it goes into like a two minute clip of the girls like hanging at the mall and they are talking like Valley Girls and everything. And then there's a moment where it pans to the teenage version of the Rowdy Rough Boys and they're like, <laughs> Bubbles goes, We shouldn't talk to them. They're bad. And then Buttercup and Blossom look at each other like, I know. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. Oh my gosh. It's very over the over dramatic and I think Craig McCracken did that on purpose to kind of show mm-hmm. like maybe how ridiculous that could sound. Um so after the sh- the original show ends, that's where the fandom took over and is still kind of taking over today. Um many fan fiction started to pop up usually involving the girls as teenagers or older, reconnecting with the boys in some way and then they end up like falling for each other. Um there are many um, enemies to lovers stories or there are high school alternative universes or AUs out there. And the most famous example of the high school AU for the Powerpuff Girls is called is um, the author SBJ story called More Than Human. Now listen to this. It, it was first uploaded in 2009 on fanfiction.net and basically there's like a little, like the description for the story is SBJ wanted to write a believable um, Ready Rough Boy slash Pop Rough Girl fanfic in high school. That's the basic premise. They still upload this, like, and make new chapters for the story to this day. It's over 10 years old. Oh my, oh my god. How many and people read it? It's very popular. And I, hold on, let me click on, she now po- posts it on Archive of Our Own, which is probably the more superior fanfiction website. So it has, it is 345 over 345,000 words it's 14 chapters and oh my god move wait look at these tags um i've actually never read this story action slow burn het explicit language derogatory language misogyny internalized misogyny coming of age character development boys start up terrible but maybe they'll be less credible by the end and everything is terrible because tag because of the boys that's like insane. That's like that could also, if you know, if um, Catcher in the Rye was a fanfic or like an archive of their own, <laughs> I feel like it'd have all the same. This, look how long these chapters are. When is I'm this going to s- become like its own thing? I'm like, still scrolling. It's basically it could be a show. It could be basically like a Riverdale. It could be this. That is the Riverdale. Wait until I give it five years before it's on the CW. Honestly, yeah, like, I think there is, like, a Powerpuff Girls shows in the work, but I'm just like, contact this writer. They wrote it for you. Just, just make it into, like, a video form. I mean, damn. 
this one fan fiction has helped shape so many people's headcanons and spawned a lot of fan arts depicting the characters as this writer does. I'm saying they because I don't know their gender. I don't know their gender. Um, speaking of fan arts, there are so many good ones out there that have taken these shifts in characters and like made them like their own, like using like their own like headcanons and like different personalities for them and like how the girls and boys would have gotten older and maybe have like either calmed down in their villainous ways or maybe juggling superhero life with high school. I don't know. And as like a creator, that's kind of fun, like making something into your own. Like, so some of my pop-up girl fan artists on um, on Instagram, they, one goes by Racquetballs. Um, God, Nada, Nada Boo Draws. So <laughs> Nada Boo Draws. And then my favorite, Lychee Doodles. Lychee Doodles draws the characters, and I love her art style. And she I just cannot basically... wait till these people are confirmed into the Senate. Man, <laughs> Can you imagine, was... like... Did you really make this Powerpuff Girls fan art? Were you or were you not Leechy Doodles? <laughs> Their um, fan art's just really cute and it brings and for me, like as a fan, it brings me a lot of joy and nostalgia with a cartoon that I loved as a kid. And like it kind of makes me feel like they grew up with me in a way. I'm also a sucker for romance. Aww. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's just like it's kind of cool like seeing like these characters like, I don't know, like even though they're characters, like, if you go back to the show, like, they're still six, but with these people imagining them in, like, older, more mature ways, it's kind of like they're, they've they been with me the entire time, which is kind of comforting. I don't know, but I definitely recommend the artists, if you just want to read, look at cute art, or just, like, fun, cool comics. And also, yeah, if you have a lot of time on your hands. OMG. Uh, read more than human by SBJ. Um, you can look it up on our cover of our own or fanfiction.net. It's very long, but I think a lot of people love it. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about ship wise, but those are kind of like the ships that kind of help shape my. Do they make you who you are? They make me who I am today. <laughs> oh, can I read some honorable mentions? Yeah, go ahead. I don't have any because I felt like these were too long and took a lot of time. Oh, I, on my napkin, I have. All the emo band ships, RIP 2001 to about like 2013. This may include Farrard, Brendan Urie, and Ryan, I forget his name, Patrick Stump, and any given member of any other band, <laughs> Ray Toro and Mikey Way. Uh, One Direction fan fiction. Oh, la- all the Goyles who shipped Larry. Um, but that's not really an emo band. No, but I'm just going off bands in general now. And there were a lot of band ships. Um, anyone who's ships Steven Universe. The Gay Rocks show. The Gay Rocks. Any ship was pretty valid. They were all plausible at best. Um, oh, ooh. Uh, this is a true OTP of mine. I'm sad I didn't talk more about it. Raven, Asabeth, Princess of Darkness, and Draco Malfoy. Oh Their trip to that Good Charlotte concert was magical. <laughs> And lastly, my OTP is Percy Jackson and myself. Oh, God. <laughs> I loved Percy Jackson as a kid. As a kid with a learning disability, I felt like yeah. I really related to him. Those are my self-insert characters. And I did ship him with Inabelle, but really, I was shipping him with myself, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of these. Except I don't ship me and Sonic. I'm not saying that. 
I'm not. <laughs> take that out. <laughs> take that out. And what about Elvin? Simon? Oh, God. Bro, I Theodore? was 10 years old. Theodore? Not, uh, all those shows and stuff were for kids. You freak. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, please, um, since this is, like, after the election and everything, um, take care of yourselves. Um, if you need to step away from social media and everything, please do that. Take care of your mental health um, and your physical health. Stay, especially with the colder months coming in. Please remember, wear your mask, socially distant, or just stay home. Just, like, cuddle up, make some soup, turn on Netflix. Please follow our socials. Um, Facebook and Twitter is at Ready Rewind Pod. And Instagram is at Ready Rewind Podcast. And you can also email us any questions or any um, topics you might want us to talk about at Ready Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. Also, our Venmo is Ready mm-hmm. Rewind. <laughs> I'm kidding. We don't have a Venmo. Please don't make one. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, Stay safe out there, and until next time, bye, everyone. Ready? Rewind.